Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This tweet comes in here. It says, if you come at the queen, you best not miss. Narrator, he missed. That's from Alex Lazary, who's chiming in. Lazary's coming at me? Lazary, I got your back and I've had your back ever since this. you guys have come to town and nobody wanted this team to stay here. So, Lazary, seriously, politicians were coming at you guys for years, and we defended you guys. So, don't. I'm not the enemy. I got your back, okay? And now, Chuck and Winkler, two townies talking Wisconsin sports, covering nothing but your favorite teams. Live from the Bryant and Stratton College Athletic Studios, this is Chuck and Winkler on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Chuck and Winkler, I'm Bart Winkler, that's Chuck Freeman, and we will talk with Alex Lazary, Senior Vice President with the Milwaukee Bucks in just a moment. Let me try to summarize what's happened in the last 36 hours as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. I will try to do it in 30 seconds. Chuck is watching ESPN's The Jump. They're not talking about the Bucks. He tweets at Rachel Nichols. She sends four tweets in response. The whole town is saying that Chuck got owned. Chuck doesn't understand how he got put in a body bag. Alex Lazary jumps in and says, you're going to come at the queen. Don't miss. Chuck says, Lazary, hey, why are the Bucks coming at me? It goes off into a whole different direction. Now Chuck's feeling threatened by the Bucks. The Bucks then tweet at Chuck yesterday saying, hey, Chuck, we're going to have Malcolm Brogdon on the jump just like you wanted. And then Chuck says, hey, I want Malcolm Brogdon on this show. Is that pretty much what has happened? You got that right, player. Well, let's bring in Alex Lazary. <laughs> Alex, thank you for your time. How are you? Hi, well, okay. Welcome to the show. First time on the show, I believe. Thank you. Appreciate you coming on, Alex. Don't be a foreigner. Thanks for having me. Do you understand where I could get upset over that? Um, look, I thought we were just having a little bit of fun. I don't. I don't think there was any need to get super upset. It was a. Uh, it was you know a little fun back and forth, and uh, you know. But I do want to say, Chuck. You know, Bucks love you. We always appreciate you having our back, and uh, we do appreciate uh, all that you've done to help make sure that the Bucks stayed here. Yeah, but of course you don't Twitter. Or just like in text. I mean, Chuck really should have had a shovel at the groundbreaking for how much Chuck you did to well keep. The, keep no, the I Bucks mean we did because I didn't want. I mean, of course, I didn't want the Bucks to leave. As you know, as bad as the team was at times, and, and this is before even guys guys got here, and there was talk about them going to Seattle and all that. It would have been awful for this team to move, and um, at, you know they were at rock bottom. The t- franchise was going nowhere, and of course, you guys came in and breathe a fresh life into this organization. But we were behind it all the way, and I just felt like, man, I was just behind you guys, and then I saw that. But, of course, when you put something out of text or Twitter, the problem is you just never know what the emotion is behind, whether it's joking or it's serious. Yeah, I mean, look, I've, uh, I, you know, I've been owned by Bucks fans on Twitter, um, <laughs> and they've had uh, no problem pointing it out, and I'm sure you guys have had no problem pointing it out when I've got owned doesn't mean any love is lost. It just means, uh, 
look, I got owned on Twitter. It happens. Um, and, you know, you just kind of roll with the punches, and that's part of the fun on Twitter. Sometimes, uh, you know, someone's able to get you, and, you know, you deal with it, and you come back with the next tweet. What I've learned, Alex, uh, with working with Chuck, and Chuck, don't be offended. Okay. Is, Alex, Chuck thinks very binary. So you're either, mm. it's either, it's either a joke or it's a insult. Well, is it at the way it always is? No, there's like, there's nuance there's and middle texture ground. and semantics but and, if you're twi- and middle ground, but you, 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 that doesn't exist but for not, you. But not writing, you can't tell. Okay, now. I, mean, I don't. I, I don't was clearly okay. having fun with you on that tweet, but who and knows? then you took it into a whole well, different because thing. we had a little. We got another issue that we don't we need to get into, but I mean, because on, <laughs> on the heels of that, I was also you know okay. So uh, the youth now, I I don't see here. Here's why I don't think uh, Alex. I don't think I got owned by Rachel because I basically went to them and said, "Hey, Rachel, I've been watching." I've been watching your show for a half hour, and I've heard all this Laker talk, and I'm getting tired of hearing the Laker drama. Got this nice story in Milwaukee. I don't watch that show every day, but, you know, 30 minutes now, I don't hear the best team in the NBA uh, being talked about here, my team. And I just I, I get a little defensive when I don't hear the national networks and the national media talk about our teams here when they're doing well. I mean, look, I, I look at it as you can't talk about you know, I think we still have the same problem that the Spurs had, you know, for so long, and I think still have. Um, it's when you are in a smaller market and your team is a little bit more no drama. You know, the Spurs were generally, for their 15 years of dominance, uh, were no drama. And headlines are sold by drama. Um, and right now you've got, you know, the most drama in the biggest cities, and that's always going to be... What sells, and you know what? Quite frankly, I'm totally fine with the national media ignoring the Bucks and letting us just continuing to win. And then, you know, as I said uh, yesterday, you know, the national media can wake up when we're having our parade. But you know, I, I I don't get offended when you know the national media isn't talking about the Bucks because you know the people in Milwaukee know what's going on, the people in Wisconsin know what's going on, and. You know, at some point, everyone's going to realize, hey, the Bucks are for real. You know, the Bucks have the best point differential in the NBA. We have the best record in the NBA. Um, and the more the national media wants to sleep on us, you know, that's fine. We're going to continue to win, and we're going to continue to, uh, you know, show that we're one of the best teams in the league and a team not to be uh, taken for granted. Talking with SVP of the Bucks, Alex Lazary. And, Alex, I saw you made a good point on Twitter. Uh you can come at national shows for not talking enough about the Bucks, but the Jump Chuck has been a show that does talk about them a lot, and they could have partly been responsible for getting Alex's dad fined for tampering a couple of uh, yeah. months ago. Well, here's the deal. Okay, now, or I didn't think I got owned by uh, Rachel Nichols because I was just talking about one show, and then she came out and said, "Well, we have talked Bucks in the past. What if I told her, hey, you never talk Bucks ever?'" Then I would have been totally on because I didn't. I don't watch a show all the time. But I was talking about one particular segment where I just had the the Lakers stuff. Just well, now thrown the Bucks down play the Lakers throat. tonight. So yeah, look of course, at that. and you know we'll probably hear more of it too. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm. I and, and there was a piece in the paper today about the the little drama that the Bucks have. But I'm glad it's that way, and I'm glad we're talking about X's and O's and you know the rotations and all that with the Milwaukee Bucks because that's what it should be. It shouldn't be talking about guys who are going to become free agents and all that. There's a time for that because I think there's a deep playoff run that that needs to happen, and they don't need any of those distractions. This comparison to the Spurs, Alex, do you feel like this underdog role sort of can help? long term i mean when you look at like free agents and 
who can the Bucks keep and who can the Bucks attract. And some of these guys are throwing the Bucks name out there where maybe in the past they didn't. Uh, you can think, well, if you're painted as a small market, maybe you can't attract guys. There's so much talk about the Knicks, though, and the Knicks, the Knicks, this, Knicks, that. But the Knicks haven't really signed anyone outside of Amari Stoudemire in the last, you know, 20 seasons. Do you feel like that underdog role is going to hurt you guys long term, or is could be a benefit? Uh, I think we've always tried to say that it doesn't matter if you're in a small market or big market. I mean, two, I think it was two or three years ago. You know, the biggest free agent out there was Greg Monroe. And the Knicks were trying to get him. The Trailblazers were trying to get him. Uh, the Lakers were trying to get him. And he decided to come to Milwaukee. And, you know, I think when you look at, you know, our ability to attract free agents, when you look at guys who have wanted to play here and speak highly of this organization, you know, guys who want to win and guys who want to, you know, play in the best facilities, best practice facility, best arena, um, around the league, um, and be able to come to a city where you're not going to be followed by TMZ, you know, while you're on the street with your girlfriend and you can just go to dinner, um, without, you know, worrying about, you know, being, you know, harassed or anything like that. You know, those are the type of guys who are going to want to come here. And those are the type of people that we want to attract to our team. So I don't think we've ever got to worry about, you know, small market, big market. Um, you know, is that going to hurt us in attracting free agents? Um, and quite frankly, right now, I don't think that's something we have to worry about. This core is producing the best team in the league right now. And I think we want to do what we can to make sure that, uh, you know, we're able to keep as much as this team together because there's something special brewing. And, you know, I think that you know, that has a lot to do with, um, with what's going, with how we're playing. Um, and so, but we've always tried to believe. Um, and we've always had the mentality that being in a small market doesn't matter. It's about winning basketball. And if you're winning and you have an organization that people want to come to, uh, you're going to be able to get all the guys that you need. Well, that's uh, five years ago when people in this town were trying to say, well, no one wants to go to Bucks games. Well, because the Bucks were terrible for so many years, Alex, before you guys even got here. Sure, they had a run here and there, but the, you know, not since the 70s and 80s had they been – uh, more consistent. And people said the same thing about the Brewers. But with you guys, I just said, hey, give them a good product and people are going to come. You got a good product right now. You guys are selling out. You go there on a Monday night uh, or a Monday afternoon on MLK Day and it's sold out. There's you know, Everybody's in the stands against the Dallas Mavericks. So that tells me that, man, if you have a winning product and a good product and a terrific facility, people are going to come and, and, and watch. I mean, so this is very much an NBA town. Well, when we first were you know, looking at buying the team, one of the things that we noticed was that Wisconsin and Milwaukee in particular is a very sophisticated sports town. And this is a very sophisticated fan base. And our belief the entire time wasn't that people didn't want to come to Bucks games because they didn't like the Bucks, but that they weren't coming to Bucks games because, as you said, the, the product just wasn't very good. And you know, when we were able to make that first playoff run in our first year, I mean, the Bradley Center was one of the loudest places to play. Um, I, you know, Madison Square Garden, you know, where I grew up going, um, was a loud place to play. And when I went to, you know, our first playoff game against the Bulls that year, uh, that was one of the loudest arenas I've ever heard. And then in the next year when we played Toronto, I mean, that was, you know, even louder. And so our belief the entire time was if you invest in this team, the, the city and the state will invest in you ten times more. And I think that's proven. You know, we've now got a team and a new arena that, 
um, happens to be the best in the league, and our fans are coming out in droves. And you're seeing what that does for this team and how and how it lifts us up with having, I think, one of the best home records in the NBA. And so, you know, it's it's something where you know we believed when we first got here that have that you know home court advantage would always be such a big thing for us because the fans are so intense um, and appreciate good basketball. Uh, and that's something that I think has been borne out um, this season. Talking with Alex Lazary, SVP with the Bucks. There are a lot more, at least locally. You know, we could talk about the national stuff, but there's a lot more attention locally on the team, which means more people want to be a part of it. And I think we fall into this trap sometimes, and sometimes other businesses do. When you have like new people, you're like, ah, oh, the new people. I'm excited about the new people, uh, but you still want to make sure that you respect the people that were there when the team was winning 15 games. How do you guys try to make sure that the the season ticket holders, the the people that have been there for the last 20 years, even before uh, your group got in here, how do you try to make sure that you still show them the same kind of love that everybody else is, is looking for when they come into that building? Well, at the end of the day, this is a you know a, a service business, um, and this is entertainment business, and this is something that you know ownership, Pete Fagan, um, and all the way down has preached, which is. You take care of your loyal customers and, you know, the people who are, you know, your diehards and who have been, you know, showing up day in and day out, you know, for the last 20 years. And so through our MVP program um, and with all of our ticket reps, we try to make sure that we're as accommodating as possible um, with anyone who owns season tickets. And, you know, our other thing is just communication. And I think sometimes, you know, we could probably be better at communicating with everyone, but, you know, with a, such a large ticket base and so much going on, um, it can be difficult. But I think the biggest thing that you want to make sure that you're doing is communicating with all of your season ticket holders and try to be as accommodating to them as possible. You know, 41 games is a lot of games to go to. Um, and if you own all 41 games and, you know, maybe you can't make it, you know, we want to make sure that we can do a ticket swap. Or maybe you swap in your tickets for that game and we give you two extras to another game. Um, and so it's things like that where we're trying to, you know, just make sure that you know, we're able to take care of them. And then I think just if you look at Pfizer Forum in general and just how we've tried to make it as much of a arena for the fans as it is for the players um, and trying to make it, you know, trying to increase that fan entertainment as much as possible um, to make sure that anyone who comes wants to come again the interesting thing about the last couple of days uh and again i was saying that chuck thinks binary right (laughs) if you want to put it that way okay so when we're talking about the rachel nichols jump not enough bucks coverage well all of a sudden okay malcolm brogdon is they're out in la he's Mm -hmm. gonna be on he's on the jump yesterday so the bucks official twitter account says attention chuck freeman malcolm brogdon is gonna join uh, Rachel Nichols and the jump in ten minutes. I just on wanted to make sure that Chuck was aware. ESPN was too. In case he wanted but, to watch. But well. again, binary. He took it as <laughs> uh, taunting. Yeah, that Malcolm Brogdon's going on the jump, and Malcolm Brogdon hasn't been on our show in a while. Chuck's tweet was, "Thanks for letting me know this. Looking forward to having Brogdon and other Bucks on our show in the future as well." Uh, your response to that, Alex? Uh, it definitely wasn't taunting uh i think it was just making aware that uh hey chuck look malcolm brogdon's going on the jump um and i think again chuck we got to look at work on that uh the nuance of you know joke 
having fun with someone versus insult. Okay, uh, but you I know, think, there's uh, an underlying issue just, here. I, think, I just think that's something we got to uh, we, yeah. we, we got to make sure that that you're aware of and and we can and we can work on that. We'll continue to to make sure that we're playing with that line. Well, I just I'll, and I'll say to that. You know, just remember us. I mean, he's. It's great that he's on ESPN, and you know, you even said the national attention isn't. You know, it's not the end of the world. But uh, you know, the guys that help get you here, like our station, uh, you know, save the bucks. We've done shows on it and all that, and I've told you that many times here. Um, you know, I mean, just we like to get Malcolm or you know some of your guys on our show once in a while too. It's just uh, you know having them on the national show, fine. But you know, I just. Uh, you know, when I get ghosted once in a while, I just, I, I'll be honest, I don't appreciate it since no, I've been for around sure. for 38 like, look, years doing we, this. You know, this is, uh, you know, look, when, on my drive to work, you know, I've, I've got the fan on, um, you know, so it, you know, and I think, but I do think what is great and I think what goes underestimated um, and I think which is underreported is you know, the fact that when you look at a, a publication like The Athletic, and I know you guys have Eric Nem coming on um, in a little bit, but the fact that you know, a uh, national publication like The Athletic, you know, hired a local person to just follow the Bucks around for, um, for you know, the entire season and be dedicated to the Bucks. I think shows where, you know, the national media is trending when it comes to the Milwaukee Bucks and seeing that, you know, the Bucks are a team that they need to be paying attention to. And, you know, I think that's something that's cool because it's not like they brought in an outsider to come in and, um, and report, but they brought in a locally grown reporter to come in and you know and follow the Bucks. And you know, Eric's done a great job uh, with everything that he's been writing at the Athletic. Um, and I do think that that's something that shows where the trend is going, and it shows, I think, really quite frankly, what Giannis has done um, to the league and kind of how he's flipped everything upside down by becoming an all-star captain from you know one of the smallest markets in the league. Well, we appreciate that you tune in. Uh, we think we have a good contingency of Bucks fans, that even when we're not talking about, even when the Packers are trying to hire a new coach. Sure. And it's and the biggest, that happens to happen in 13 years. I just want to add one thing to Al, uh, Alex's point there about the athletic. There, you know, Our station, we got thousands of, thousands of followers and listeners too, but I mean, you know, I think. I'm getting there. Well, I, I'm just, I I'm just, well, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, we got, uh, I, I think sometimes. Teams look at print media, nothing against the print media, and forget about, oh, man, radio. Those guys, you know, we're the fan for the reasons. We got thousands and thousands of followers, and it's like, that's great that they're going on the road and all that, and athletics hired those people, but, you know, we sometimes we do four hours a day on the Bucks, and I don't think you get that anywhere. So what I'd like to follow up on that is uh, we would like to bring those people that passionately listen to us some of the coverage that the jump is able to and I know there might be a thing with the Bucks that they're not fond of on this show. And that I would say to that, look at that as more of a joke than an insult. <laughs> if that makes sense. To, I understand. Yeah. I, I hear what you guys are saying. And look, I you know, <laughs> we appreciate all the coverage that that you guys give and you know, even when we weren't the best team in the league, uh you know, you guys doing the post game show, um and, you know, constantly covering the Bucks throughout um, our five years and everything that you guys have done to make sure that uh, that the Bucks stayed in Milwaukee and that Five Star Forum was able to be built. And trust me, I know the dedication and love of your followership. Uh, 
even with my joke that I thought was all in, uh, in, in good fun, um, I was I was made sure to uh, <laughs> get plenty of the of the Chuck backers who who were coming at me as well. So I, I know the the depth and and love of uh, of your followers, and uh, and I think that's what's great, and I think that's what makes Milwaukee special is the fact that there is this loyal local following um, that I don't think you you get in as many cities, and especially not in the big markets where. Um, you know, maybe it's a little bit more bandwagon and everything. I think in in Milwaukee, there's there's a lot more um, true believers and true followers and loyal followers who really not only love the team but love everything that surrounds um, the city and everything that's going on. And just glad to be a part of it. And also thank you guys for all that you guys do. I feel like we're on our way to a truce. But Chuck, Alex, you oh, guys yeah. good? Yeah, no, we're good with each other. We're good. No, everybody's good. All good. I think so. All good. Yeah, I think so. We'll, all good. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll see going forward. It's the new, new, nuance again. What are you walking away from us like Trump walked away from Kim Jong Un? <laughs> we're having a no, summit I, here. Well, this is it. Then I think we're good. Then I think <laughs> we just got to do the beer summit like uh, Obama and Biden. And I think we'll be all right. Chuck, why don't you just uh, ask Alex Lazary for his tickets? Like, why you intended to bring him on today? Oh, this oh. was it. Oh, so okay. I have to pay a hundred bucks on now. Now it all makes sense. Now it all makes sense. Hey, we do appreciate you coming on for a while. Yeah. We will be in touch, Alex. Thank you, and keep up the good work. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Alex Lazary, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Great Midwest Bank looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019. Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local, common sense lending to your community since 1935. Oh, no, it went, that went fine. I mean, I, I didn't think, you know. Well, you gave us a we'll see at the end there. Well, that's a little on both, you know, I guess. <laughs> and, and, you know what? When he said he was joking on his tweet, it's just, remember, Dan Patrick once told me, he told me and Wicket this, you know, there's always a little bit of seriousness in every joke. <laughs> Just remember that player. I remember. When your significant others this week, I'm talking about everybody out there. <laughs> your significant others gives you a little joke. Remember, there's a little seriousness behind all that. It's Chuck and Winkler. We'll follow up on this next. Our thanks to Alex Lazary on the phone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.